Esoteric Order of Role Players present Neon Masquerade, a Vampire the Masquerade duet chronicle featuring David Larkins and Desiree Valdez. What was your question? Why did you kill Barkley? All right. Welcome to episode one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way, the name of the prelude was Welcome to the Jungle. Ah, We got fun and games. (laughs) Um, Barkley. Because this is a role-playing game of personal horror. This is a horror game, after all. Oh, yeah. So bad things happen. Okay. Sorry for the on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Boring. <laughs> All right, let's go. All right. So, uh, so yeah, it is nighttime. You're so near... we're back to the alley. Yeah, we're picking up right where we left okay, off. You're so crying tears of I'm blood. I'm crying tears of blood, and I'm freaking myself out. I need to get back into my... I mean, this is so sad. I don't know what to do with Barkley. I need to bury him or take him to the vet or something. I mean, he's devoured, half devoured. Yeah, he, he actually, as you go over to examine uh, his body, it, it seems like he's been completely exsanguinated. What does that mean? Drained of blood. That's gross. Mm-hmm. He's deflated. Yes, he is. He looks a little deflated. There's no actual, like, fresh blood coming out of him anymore. Barkley. I don't know what to do with him. He was my dog. You know. All right. I'm close to my apartment. Yes. I'm going to pick him up. I don't have my jacket anymore. I just have this stupid t-shirt. Yep. Where's my leather jacket? Well, it was hung over the back of your seat in the audience. Damn it! So, so I'm gonna look around. Is there like a paper bag or newspaper I could wrap them up in? Uh, yeah, there's, uh, you know, there's a dumpster nearby, and there's like some bags. Okay, that so you I'm gonna could find empty one, out. I'm gonna wrap them up in yeah. like a newspaper. Yeah, I'm okay. like still crying. I can't help myself. Yeah. All right, so you get them wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Um, blood is, you know, sort of dripping from your. Tear ducks. This is creepy. Yeah. I have to get to the emergency room, but anyway, I want to put him somewhere where I can bury him. All right. So, uh, as you straighten up, uh, you get a feeling that you're being watched. Oh, shit. Who's there? From out of the shadows of the uh, alleyway lopes another canine, but it's a somewhat mangy looking coyote. The coyote must have done this to Barkley, not me. I mean, not anything. Not... (laughs) (laughs) Not I. So I'm going to pick up a can and I'm going to throw it at it. Okay. And that's what I heard you should do. 
you know, because I mean, I've hiked around the mountains and stuff around mm-hmm. Los Angeles, and people say if you see a coyote, you better throw something at it to to ra- raise it, razz it. Right. Wait, to what? to razz it. Razz it. All right, so you do so, uh, and it and it lopes off um, back into the shadows. Give me a roll of perception plus alertness. So what you're going to do is total up the number of dots between that attribute and that ability. Perception is a, yes, two and three. And then what am I hoping for? So you're rolling that many d10s. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the, the difficulty number is assigned by me. Okay. So I'm going to say uh, difficulty seven on this. And I have to roll under seven? A seven or better. Seven or better. Seven or better. For all three, tally that. Tell me how many you get. Yeah, all you need is one, but the more you get, the better it is. Oh, over sevens. That's right. I got one. You got one. That's fine. Yeah. I'm remembering now. Uh-huh. Um, it is. Well, in, in the New World of Darkness system, it's it's just always an eight, mm. flat eight. Mm. Um, but in classic, I can vary it. I like that you could vary it. Yeah, Why did you want it at one thing all the time? It's boring. <laughs> you like the variety. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, as the, as the coyote uh, lopes away, you realize that it didn't have any blood on it. Oh, no, I don't want to think about that. I need to find a place to stash this little remnant of barley. Mm-hmm. And then I need to get to the emergency room. All right. Okay. Very good. So, um, let's see here. I believe this is crazy. Mm-hmm. But where's Derek? What the heck happened? Where's my band? Etc. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm walking lots around. of lots of questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So let's see here. Um, <clears throat> would you necessarily know where the nearest uh, hospital is? Mm-hmm. I'm wondering. Yeah. All right. Where's my car? You have no idea. You you drove it to. I'm gonna go into the nearest Sunset Boulevard. Store. You know, convenient. where am I? Where am I? I'm out of this alley. Where? What are the streets? All right, so um, you are. Actually, let me grab my Thomas guide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, let's see. All right. You are uh, off Ventura Boulevard, mm-hmm. and get you an exact cross street here. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay, so you live what in Encino, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So you are uh, at Lindley mm-hmm. Avenue. Encino and Lindley. All right, I want to go to a convenience store. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a Thrifties mm-hmm. nearby. I'm going to go in. Mm-hmm. Where's the nearest hospital? <laughs> so the kid behind the counter is like, holy shit, bro. Are you okay? I what the know. hell, I don't know what man? happened to me. I think I was mugged. Oh, dude. And they killed my dog. Oh, they, oh dude. <laughs> Where's the nearest hospital? Oh, man. Uh... I, I don't know. Um, hey, Belinda, where's the nearest hospital? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so some other person comes out and she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, so as. <laughs> what, what, what do I look like? I mean, I have tears, like blood on my face. You have blood around your mouth. mouth. Your, <laughs> okay. your, your T-shirt 
Uh, Even which, though it's black. Un- well, it's it's kind of a light, you know, it's like a slate gray. Oh. And under the fluorescent lights, it's like pretty obvious that it's completely stained with blood. You've got blood on your throat. Mm-hmm. Blood, you know, your hands are bloody, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So, basically, they're, they're both just kind of like freaking out. <laughs> um, so, I'm going to go to the phone book. I'm going to go, to, I'm going to find a phone book because there's a pay phone there. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're just like, oh, man, no, 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 no. I'll call 911. That's cool. That's cool. Let's call 911. Okay. You know, so they, they get on the phone and okay. stuff. Um, it's like, you, there's a clock on yeah. the wall. Yeah, what time is it? It's 4.30 in the morning. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So your last memory is from 845, assuming this is even the same, the Day. same night. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so you've got some missing time. Mm, this isn't good. And so they're, they're calling 911. Uh, give me another alertness plus perception roll, <laughs> this time at difficulty eight. Uh, ooh. Oh, my God. I rolled three tens. No. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Holy crap. That does something special. Oh my god. In in the new system it lets you add extra rolls and I'm currently blanking on what it does in the classic system. Mm-hmm. Should have eaten some food. <laughs> Is your brain shutting down? No, I'm alright, I'm alright. Go get some jerky or something. I think I'll be okay. I'm just trying to trying to remember remember how it wakes. Do you want a cookie? Oh here we go. Rolling dice. Okay, so uh, let's see here. Okay. <clears throat> I think it just counts as an extra success. Yeah. A result of 10 is always a success, no matter the difficulty number. Um, let's see here. Oh, well, I guess that's... Let's see. Um... If you score three or more... Okay, so if you score three or more successes, you succeed completely. It's like a critical success, basically. Mm-hmm. The result of ten is always a success, no matter the difficulty number. Um, okay. And then... Let's see. Oh, and then here's, here's an important one. Any dice roll that comes up as a one cancels out a success. Okay. Okay, so did you roll any ones, for example? No, I rolled three tens. Yeah, no, I'm just asking, though. Thank you. Thank you. All right, just something to remember for the future. What was that again? If you roll a one, it'll cancel out a success. Fine. Okay. Um, And if you roll no successes and a one, you know, any number of ones... That's what they call a botch, and that's like a fumble, critical okay. miss, basically. All right, well, I rolled three tens. Very good. So I guess I guess ten is just uh, automatic. You know, it, it always counts as a success, regardless. But um, yeah, three tens, very good. So that's like a critical success. So here's the thing: you're standing in this thrifties. Um, you're noticing that your senses are much sharper right now for some reason. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, everything looks crystal clear. It's like you've got 2010 vision. You know, you can re- you can read the the labels 
on the prescription medication that's in the back of the pharmacy, you know, and um, you can hear things so much more clearly. And so these two employees are kind of out, you know, like they've, they've run to the back where the phone is and they're making this 911 call. And the kid, the boys like kind of got his hand cupped over the receiver and he's trying to talk, you know, quietly, but you can hear him like yeah. perfectly crystal clear. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I don't know, man, he's all covered in blood. You know, he's like, I don't know. We might've like stabbed a guy or something. Like it's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. doesn't look like he's hurt. No, no, but he's got blood all over him. Yeah. 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 Okay, okay, well, yeah, we'll keep them here. Don't worry, don't worry. All right, I'm going to leave. All right. So, yeah, like, when they turn to talk to you, it's like you're gone. You know, yeah. just sound of the of the sliding door sliding shut behind you, mm-hmm. basically. Um, the other thing, like, your, your sense of smell, mm-hmm. much more highly developed. You know, you could smell all the ice cream in the freezer yeah. area. But, like, you could smell, you could smell the blood that was pumping through their veins, Basically, that's weird. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna travel. I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna try to walk home. Mm-hmm. So, I'm making my way through the neighborhoods. All right. But Start yeah, walking. Probably like almost five a.m. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you're walking. Mm-hmm. And. Um, Hmm. <clears throat> um, as you're walking along, you know, the streets are pretty deserted. Yeah. Occasionally a car whooshes past. Mm-hmm. You can hear the sound of uh, a little claws on the, on the concrete behind you. I'm going to look behind me. That uh, coyote is following you again. The hell? It's about a block back. Probably just wants to eat the remains of, remains of Barkley. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to ignore it. Okay. So, in due course, you arrive back at your uh, apartment. Oh, buzz God. yourself in. Mm-hmm. Entering the courtyard, you can immediately see the lights are on in your apartment. Oh, shit. All right. I'm going to be very cautious. I'm going to put Barkley in like a planter. Okay. Like I'm going to dig. I'm going to just bury him in there. Okay. Like a planter. All right. And I'm really sad. I mean, it's really upsetting, but I'm going to do it because I can't hold on to him anymore. Mm-hmm. So do that. I'm going to go upstairs. Okay. So, uh, put your key in the lock. Mm-hmm. Open the door. <laughs> The door stops. It's been chained shut. Who is it? Derek, it's me. Oh, dude. Oh, look, I don't want any trouble, man. Just, you know, just chill. I'm, I am chill. I am the epitome of chill. You weren't earlier tonight, bro. I tell you. What are you talking about? You don't, dude, don't fuck with me. <laughs> I can't believe it. I got another fucking roommate on the Angel Dust. No, no. Two I, in a row. What are the odds? <laughs> well, this is the 80s. I'm not, I'm not on a drug. I, I do not know what's going on. I woke up in an alley. I have no idea what's happening right now. So he's quiet. Please. 
You have to believe me. I've got a knife, bro, and I'm not afraid to use it. That's fine. I'm not going to attack you. You can hold on to that knife. There's nothing for me to do to you. All right, hold on. All right. So the door closes. You hear the chain being undone. Mm -hmm. He opens it back up. Sure enough, he's got a Ginzu knife in his hand. (laughs) (laughs) And And he's just like... Come in, I'm not but gonna, stay away. I'm not going to do anything to you, I promise. Look at you, man. You're all covered in blood. What the hell's wrong with me? What happened? Get over there. Sit down. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to go over and sit down. Sit on the beanbag chair. It yeah. makes a loud exhalation. So from over in the kitchenette, mm-hmm. he talks to you. Okay. And basically tells you that, you know, you went up and you did this skit. Yeah, what, what the hell? And like, I don't know, man, you were like, you just started like flopping around like a, like a fish out of water. I, I think you had some kind of seizure or something. Mm-hmm. And then like, I don't know, like Mistress Black was, she seemed to, she seemed to like just totally, I don't know. I just thought she was really getting into it, but man, she was like going at it. There was all this fucking fake blood all over the place, but now I'm not so sure. But it looked like, I thought it was fake blood at the time, right? Okay. So there's all this blood. And then like, it's almost like she seemed to like come to her senses, right? Like, you know. She looked at us, like, all panicky, and then she looked at you, and then, like, I don't know, she did something. She, like, kind of leaned over you, and she was doing something, and, like, the fucking stagehands were all over the place, and that, that fucking dude who was with her all the time, he, like, kind of ran out and was, like, telling him to cut the camera, and uh, and then, you like, you woke up. So then we just thought it was part of the show. You know, and they gave you a t-shirt, and you looked, like, all out of it, dude. You looked so out they of it. They gave me a t-shirt? Yeah, they gave you a t-shirt, and you put it on, like, right away. It was crazy. <laughs> you just, like, took your shirt off, and you put the t-shirt on. Right? But, like, anyway. I have no memory of this. Well. I have no memory of this. And then, and then like, you know, uh, I drove you home. I drove the van. What? Right? Because you were, like, in no condition. You were so out of it. You know, I just thought, I, I don't know. I thought maybe, like, uh... You know, maybe you had had a seizure. I don't know. But anyway, we get home and like, dude, fucking Barkley like ran up to you and like, you just kind of attacked him. Barkley's dead. Oh, dude. I know. I don't know what happened. I woke up and I was in an alley and there was Barkley. Yeah, man. You just like grabbed him like a fucking wolf, man. And you just started like shaking him. I mean, he died pretty quick, I guess, but... That's horrible. Yeah, man, that's... Oh, man. I don't know what's going on. I, I You've went... got, like, dried blood running out of your eyes. What the hell? I was crying. <laughs> Dude, that's intense. <laughs> crying blood, man. I don't know. I, I'm sick, but I, now I'm afraid to go to the hospital because I'm afraid they're going to think I killed somebody. Yeah, you're not gonna. You're not going anywhere, man. You're gonna lay low here. You, that's I, all right, man. I need to take a shower or something. I just need to. All right. Clean up. Yeah. And, g- yeah. Get yourself cleaned up. All right. Uh, here, give me that shirt. You know, I'll put it in the incinerator. Okay. Yeah. All right. So give him the shirt and yep. go take a shower. <laughs> all right. So Is the shower uh, weird. Does it feel weird? No, it's it's perfectly it fine. Normal, yeah. like a normal shower. Feels like a normal shower. That's right. All right. So, <laughs> Blood does not come out of the shower. Yeah, that's so what I'm wondering. All right. So, huh? All right. So I get out of the shower, put on, I don't know, sweatpants or whatever. Right. 
Um, I come back out and I'm just like... So as you're coming out, um, you know, there's like this little hallway mm-hmm. that goes to the bathroom. It's got your closet off to one side, mm-hmm. you know. So as you're coming out of the hallway, uh, all of a sudden Derek jumps in front of you and he's like thrusting a crucifix in your face. He's like, ah! No? Nothing? I don't know what you're doing. What are you doing to me? Why are um, you doing this? Um, just running some tests. Did that, that didn't, I don't know what, what. Do you think I'm a vampire? Well, I don't know, man. You got bitten by some chick who's like vampire woman. She's an actress. She's pretending to be an uh, a vampire, whatever. I don't know. Then you fucking attack your own dog. Well, that and, like, I don't understand. I that I tear it apart. That's horrible. So you're either a vampire or a werewolf, but you didn't turn into a wolf. So I don't know. Well, Coyote was following me as I was coming back to this. Are you serious? I am positive. That's, I don't know. That's not a good sign. Wait a sec. There's a bug here. <laughs> I'm not kidding. There's a bug that just landed right here. <laughs> is it a large it bug? I don't know what this is. All right. <clears throat> bug situation neutralized. Okay. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway. Coyote is following me. That's intense. <laughs> That's not good. That's not good. Um, hmm. What else can we do? I know. So he goes to the uh, the mini fridge and uh, gets like some cold pizza out. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, "This has garlic on it. Take a bite." Okay. So yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you Remember take a bite. I had to eat food. That's right. No, you do. So you chew it up, swallow it. It's fine. Well, it's just like pizza from Domino's, man. <laughs> Shit. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't know what the hell happened. Um, I just need to get some sleep. I'm I'm tired. Yeah. All right. You know. I have to go to work. That's cool. That's cool. It's like five in the morning, though. I think you're gonna have to call out, man. I gotta go to work. It's a big shoot day. All right, dude. All right. All right. I'm just gonna get some shut eye. For okay. an hour. All right. All right. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Just to be on the safe side, why don't you sleep in my closet? Why? Uh, you know, we don't want any sunshine uh, turning you to dust or I'm anything. not a vampire. I don't know why. Just come on. Just humor me. All right? Just sleep in the closet. All right. Fine. Fine. Let's so go. All right. Do I, am I able to sleep? Uh, you close your eyes and very quickly, um, yeah, just (laughs) pass out basically. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see here. Give me a, uh, willpower roll. Willpower? Yeah. You're going to take your dots and willpower. You're going to roll that and okay. Yeah. Difficulty. What's your humanity score? Seven. Okay, make it difficulty seven. Three successes. Wow. Yeah. Damn. All right. So, um, you uh, you fall asleep, and you know there's a little clock radio alarm in there. Mm-hmm. It goes off. But that doesn't wake you up. Hmm. 
you sleep for uh, some time before the sound of somebody speaking on the answering machine finally mm. wakes you up. Mm. You crack an eye and you see on the digital readout, the clock radio, it's like 1038. Oh, shit. And it's the, the voice of your producer. No. You know, Eric. Um, Aaron. You know, I mean, sorry. Aaron, this is, uh, <laughs> this is Lisa calling again. Uh, <laughs> uh, just a little worried about you. We haven't heard from you. Um, just give me a call back. You know, if you're, you know, if you can't make it in today, that's fine. We just want to make sure you're okay. All, All right. right. Give me a call back. I'm going to call her back. All right. So you get up and... You, um, <clears throat> let's see here. Okie dokie. So you get up and you open the closet door and, you know, you've got like vertical blinds mm-hmm. in your apartment. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, you know, it's, it's enough to let in some light. Like direct. There's a diffused light oh, in the room. Diffused. Yeah. Okay. But um, even that, basically, um, fills you with this unholy terror. Oh, God. Yes. It's like you are, you are being confronted with something that just absolutely um, unnerves you. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to need a courage roll number of dots in your courage against difficulty seven again. Courage mm-hmm. should be, where is courage? Oh, I'm sorry. I've yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There it is. Uh, it's under virtues. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And what difficulty? Difficulty seven. Oh, I had a one in there. Okay. I didn't, I didn't make any of it. So no natural successes and a one. And a one. That would be a botch. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Ooh, boy. Am I going to run out of the apartment in terror? Well, basically what happens... Oh, <laughs> what happens is this sends you into what they call frenzy. This is basically like madness in Pendragon. Oh, no. This is when you have, at best, uh, semi-control over your character. Hmm. Uh, so, <clears throat> let's see here. All right. Uh, all right. So, yeah, basically, um, in this case, uh, <laughs> so what you're reacting to is what's called Root Shrek, the Red Fear. <laughs> it's the, the vampiric fear of sunlight and flame. Oh. So whenever you're confronted with either one of those things, okay. you have to make a root shrek roll. All right. And um, and in this case, you botched it, so you are <laughs> you are now frenzied. Great. So uh, what that essentially means is that the beast, capital B, beast, uh, asserts itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you can spend a willpower point to give yourself control oh. for of your actions for one turn no per point way. spent. No, that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. That's pure bullshit. <laughs> Unless it was something really important. Well, yeah, if you were like about to kill a loved one and you wanted to spend a willpower point to like throw yourself out the window instead mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. But well. in this case, you are you are the caged animal. Mm. You are, you know. 
Mm. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> Alright, so I'm freaking out. So basically, you you recoil uh, into the closet, mm. slamming the door behind you, and you're just <laughs> you're just in the in this frenzy where you're like clawing at the drywall. Oh no! Yeah. What are your uh, what are your disciplines again? <laughs> uh, animalism, mm-hmm. fortitude, and pro- protein. Protein. What's protein again? Uh, well, we'll go over those right now. Mm-hmm. And how many dots do you have in those? One in each. One in each. Okay. So, uh, there we go. Disciplines. All right. So, with an animalism of one. I have animal Ken. As a merit? A skill. As a skill. Oh, yeah. I could have used that on a coyote. Yes, you could. How many dots do you have in it? Huh? How many dots? Two. Oh, okay. Damn it. So, with animalism... um, Let's see. Beasts grow instinctively agitated in the presence of a vampire who lacks this discipline or the skill animal Ken. Uh, so you'll you won't have a, to worry about alarming any animals, right? Because remember the original was like I wanted a, my pet to survive. Oh well, you you, you do get a pet, you know. <laughs> Derek. <laughs> no, Derek's your ally. All right. Uh, so with a one dot, uh, that is feral whispers. The power. <laughs> No. Uh, this power is the basis for which all other animalism abilities grow. Right. You create an empathic connection with a beast, okay. thereby allowing him allowing him to communicate or issue simple commands. Lock eyes with the animals, transmitting your desires through sheer force of will. Hmm. Although it isn't necessary, it isn't necessary to actually speak in chirps, hisses, or barks. Some vampires find that doing so helps strengthen the connection with the animal. Eye contact must be maintained the entire time. Um, it's actually easier to connect with a more intelligent creature. Hmm. So no ordering slugs around generally. Uh, wow. <laughs> so you have to make a manipulation plus animal can roll in order to order an animal to do something. Okay. And That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, okay. And of course, obviously you can't use it to force it to do something against its nature. Right. Okay, so fortitude was the next one? Uh, yes. Okay, so fortitude is basically just for every dot that you have in fortitude, it counts as a point of your stamina attribute, so it's like a bonus stamina point, mm-hmm. uh, for purposes of soaking normal damage. So obviously we will get to that when we get to that, but it's that's basically the, oh, I'm going to fucking take a pool cue to this vampire and just whack him across the face, and then mm-hmm. the pool cue just breaks on his face, and he's like, ha, 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 ha you know, so, <laughs> it's that level. Right. And then Protean mm-hmm. um, is the mystical, mystical ability to manipulate your physical form. Um, and um, let's see here. So at one dot... It allows you to see perfectly well in pitch darkness, not requiring a light source to notice details in even the darkest basement or cave. Mm. The vampire's beast is evident in his red glowing eyes, a sure, sight sure to disturb most mortals. Uh-oh. Uh, My that, eyes are red. Well, that's only when you use the ability. Okay. Okay. So the character must declare his desire to call forth the, the eyes. Okay. No role is necessary, but the change requires a full turn to complete. While manifesting the eyes, the character suffers a plus one difficulty to all social roles with mortals unless he takes steps to shield his eyes with sunglasses, etc. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so basically, we'll just say that instinctually you activate that ability while you're in the closet. Mm-hmm. And like you suddenly you can see everything, everything you're in the closet. Um, and... Uh, 
and yeah, you know, you're you're, you're clawing away Freaking at the uh, at the, the drywall with your fingers, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and just yeah, sort of just thrashing around generally. Right, right, right. Generally, is Derek home? Uh, fortunately, not. <laughs> so okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want people to be around when you're frenzying. No. Generally. No. So, um, yeah. So, so basically you just, you just frenzy yourself into exhaustion and you sink back eventually into, into sleep. Okay. Okay. No. Uh, Not getting that deposit back. uh, Oh no. Nope. So eventually you are awoken again by the sound of the front door closing. And you hear uh, Derek. Look at the clock. What time is it? It uh, it is reading ten twenty p.m. All right, I'm gonna come out. All right. So Derek. he's like, "Oh, bro, what happened? You, you know, your hair is all messed up. <laughs> you know, you just you look <laughs> like a rat. drained. Yeah. Uh, I I saw the sun and I was terrified. You're afraid of the sun. Yes. Oh, dude. <laughs> that's really not good. I know. And he he, like no. goes, he goes to this like cheap little bookcase that's got like 20 books on it, maybe, <laughs> including like two Time Life book sets. And so he gets one down from the Mysteries of the Unknown series. Yes. And, you know, the, the one on vampires. Yeah. You know? And he's like, look at this, man. Mm-mm. Like even like scientists say that like legends of vampires come from people who are afraid of sunlight. Maybe, like, maybe Mistress Black had some weird, like, STD or something. <laughs> what STD would make you afraid of sunlight? I don't know, man. I mean, fucking AIDS. Who saw that coming? I don't know. That's horrible. Dude, I hope she didn't have AIDS. Whatever. I have worse problems. I need to call my producer, like, now. All right, all right. So I'm going to call. When you, uh, when you go over, there's, like, eight messages. Oh, shit. So I'm going to call her. All right. So, um, you know, you call her, uh, you call her number at the studio, uh-huh. just rings, goes to an answering okay, service. So I'm going to call. I'm going to leave a message. Yeah. At least I have the flu. I'm really sick. I'm so sorry. I, this is the first time I can actually talk. Yeah. Um, I will try to be in tomorrow. Um, I may have to go to the doctor though, cause I'm really, really ill. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Uh, do you want the answering service to like forward that to her? Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, so as you're like clearing out the messages, uh, it's like seven are from Lisa, but then one of them's a callback for just chill. Yeah. Yes. I'm like kind of happy, like oh sweet, and yeah. I'm like you know, oh. sorry it took so long to get back to you. You know, the director was flying back from from Paris, and mm-hmm. uh, but you know we uh, we talked about it, and definitely want you to come in for a third read with the director. You know, yes. he's pretty excited. So, uh, you know, come in tomorrow, uh, you know, 1130 AM, same office. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see you there. Looking forward to it. All right. Dude, I can't have a repeat of today. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do. So this whole time you are just like ravenously hungry. Okay. I got to eat. I got, there's some pizza in the fridge. Yeah. I'm going to go have some pizza. All right. Uh, so you have some more pizza. Mm-hmm. It does nothing for you. You know, you've never been this hungry in your life, basically. What am I going to do? All right. Um, I'm going to go get something to eat. All right, bro. I'm going to leave. All right. So, um... I'm wearing normal clothes, like... All right. 
Are you going to some place like nearby? Are you driving somewhere? I'm going to drive somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Galleria? Mm, no. Yeah. I'm going to get some, uh, I'm going to go to a little steakhouse and get a steak. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So, um. I'm going to go to Sizzler. <laughs> fuck. So you go to a Sizzler. Oh, free salad bar, bro. Stand in line. I don't know if they'd implemented that yet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, stand in line, put in your order. Rare. Okay. <laughs> you uh, slide into a booth. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> as you're waiting for your uh, for your order to arrive. Yes. <laughs> Um, a couple men seem to be looking at you from another booth. They probably just recognize me from the soap opera. They're soap fans. These guys don't look like soap fans. <laughs> what do they look like? Um, they're very good looking. They're incredibly oh. good looking. Um, All right. Well, they might be. They might be fellow actors. Yeah, they're you know. models or something. They do look like models. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look very buff. Mm-hmm. You know, physically fit, mm-hmm. um, and um, but yeah, they're looking at you quite intensely, actually. All right. Well, I just want to eat. I'm starving. Okay. So, uh, in due course, they actually get up and leave, mm-hmm. but kind of looking at you the whole time. Hmm. So soon, your server comes by with your, mm-hmm. you know, steak and shrimp mm-hmm. uh, platter. <laughs> Got the little plastic tab stuck in the steak yeah. for, for rare. rare. <laughs> and she's like, Say, uh-huh. aren't you from Invitation to Love? That's it. Oh my God, I'm it's Todd. Todd. Oh yeah. my God. I love you. Yeah, nice to meet you. Oh, you're so. You're too kind. <sighs> I'm rooting for you, Todd. Thanks. I'm rooting for you. Well, we'll see what happens. I guess so. All right. Hey, you got any, you got any little. Little tidbits about what's coming up. Well, um, let's say Todd is undergoing some changes that have unforeseen consequences for his immediate future. Oh no! Oh, oh! I hope it isn't a coma. Uh, I don't think it's a coma. Okay. Well, that. What was that? Some loud horn or something. Yeah. Somebody leaning on a horn. That was weird. The fuck was that? Was creepy. <laughs> that was very creepy. Uh, I wonder if the mic picked it up. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, For the record, God. there was a long, <laughs> long, Same. low howling <laughs> noise. Uh, yeah, basically. In the town, we don't know where. Sounded it came like from. some kind of angel of death. Okay, it did. All right, some sort of trumpet being it <laughs> sounded. Did. Jesus, we're fucked. Trumpet of the apocalypse. We're playing vampire. Good times. So what happens? All right. So, anyway, you know, and then, uh, yeah, she leaves. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to dig into the steak, man. You cut the steak and blood just, oh, like, pours cool. out. So what I'm going to need from you... <laughs> oh, God. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Is I'm going to need another uh, a self-control roll. Okay, so it's number of dots in your self-control. Oh, I have, like, two... Excellent. What else? And I'm going to need... Uh, the good news is it's only difficulty... Well, let's make it difficulty six, actually, <laughs> since you're at one blood pool. Oh, 
I make one. Great. Mm-hmm. All right. Wait, so no, I made a both then. Six, right? Six. Yeah. And I rolled six and eight. Oh, good. Cool. All right. All right. So uh, yeah, so this 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 bloody steak looks amazing. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you're raising the first morsel to your lips when the waitress comes back. She's like, "I'm sorry, Todd. Could I get an autograph?" <laughs> Todd. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, of course. Do you have a pen? Yes, yes. Okay, and so, so she she uh, she has a pen and then her her notepad that she takes the or like takes supplementary orders on. You okay. know. Like, so I'm so. gonna write. What's her? What's your name? Rhonda. Okay. So I write to Rhonda. <laughs> God, it's so unoriginal tonight. Oh, that's fine. To Rhonda. Um. <laughs> Sorry. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. All right. To Rhonda. Yeah. Thanks for the steak. Aaron Evans. Nice. So she uh, she looks at the autograph. She's like, "Wow, that just made my night." Thanks, Aww, Todd. So sweet. Well, I gotta eat. I'm really hungry. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, you've already put the steak in your mouth. I'm, at this I'm point. chewing while I'm. So I'm gonna need another self control roll as you taste the blood in your mouth at difficulty eight. Oh! Why did I get a sizzler? <laughs> I made one. <laughs> I made one. All right. So you are barely keeping it together. Basically, you taste this this bloody steak in your mouth, and it's like it's still not going to be enough for you. It's just, but at this point, it's like teasing you. It's an appetizer. And Rhonda's still standing there looking at her Mm. autograph, and you can actually see like her jugular vein pulsating. And you just you you have to suppress this urge to just rip her throat open. I can't. I can't. I can't. Uh, <laughs> okay, I am. I am suppressing that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, because you, right, you got a success. To, can, I, can I get this to go? Can I get this hmm? to go, please? What? I'm sorry. I need to leave. I, oh. I'm sorry. Something's come up. I, I forgot an appointment I had this oh. late at night. It's crazy. <laughs> the, well, you actors. Okay. All right. Let me uh, let me get a... Okay. Yeah, right. Get her away from me and get me a bag and I got the hell out of there. Yep. So you, you sit there, um, you know, like in this sort of... Cold sweat, although you're not sweating. Right. I and, hope not. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when she comes back, you know, five minutes later, she's got the, the doggy back. Thanks, Rhonda. So I put all my stuff in and I just leave. I run out of there. Yep. So, yeah, you, you make kind of a kind of a scene, actually, with how quickly you, you shove everything into the styrofoam mm-hmm. uh, container and then into this bag. And then you just, you know, like you bang into a couple tables on your way sorry, out. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> sorry. Like Tom Hanks stuff. Yeah, so and the, yeah, you kind of like stumble, half stumble out of the out of the front door, <laughs> you know, like slick. swinging this bag around, you know, like, and uh, <laughs> and then you know, sort of there to meet you, kind of catching you as you half stumble out, are those two handsome oh. gentlemen, and they're with this woman. Uh, you see that there's a limousine parked at the curb. The woman is. Um, Equally attractive, mm-hmm. right? Um, she's um, she's wearing this kind of like royal purple uh, mini skirt, cut very high, mm-hmm. like immodestly high. Uh, stilettos, this big oversized 
uh, leather jacket, you know, her hair kind of swept up into this perfect bun, dark, <laughs> dark hair, you know. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, and she just says, well, Mr. Evans, you are a most wanted person. Oh, how's that? You had a little episode on the television. Apparently. My boss would like to meet with you. Who's your boss? Louis Fortier. I don't know who that is. Nor should you. Please. So the, uh, you know, one of the guys comes over or walks over to the limo and opens the door. I go in. All right. I go in. Okay, so you all clamber in. One of the guys is driving. The other guy's sitting right next to you. Um, perception plus awareness roll, please. Uh, Difficulty six. Two. Okay. Difficulty what? Six. One, two, three, four, five. Good lord. I'm all hot, man. You are. You're on fire. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, yeah. So, basically, this guy's sitting next to you, and you can see through his Armani you know, suit, he's clearly packing heat. Like, he's definitely got a side holster with a Jesus. pretty large gun in it. Okay. All right. Um, the woman seated opposite you has, you know, crossed her legs mm-hmm. uh, daintily, but is, you know, sort of giving you this... Look, you know, this very praising look, you know. You are. you are hungry. Aren't you? I don't say anything. Hmm. We will take care of you. I am Catherine Dubois. Nice to meet you. Indeed. How can you tell I'm hungry? Your aura. I'm just like, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So she, uh, you know, she's just still regarding him. She's kind of like, we don't need to talk. All will be made clear. So the um, limo gets on the 101. Mm-hmm. And uh, drives for a bit, and then takes the uh, takes the exit. <laughs> My van's back at the Sizzler. Damn it! I know you keep losing your van. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call Darren or Darren. <laughs> I'll call Derek when I get to. <laughs> I'll call Derek when I get to a point where I can. Tell him where my van is. <laughs> get my van at the Sizzler. Hey, man, get my van. <laughs> All right. So. Copy of the keys, so. Yeah, yeah. So, basically, it takes the 101 to the Coldwater Canyon exit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then go head south. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually you are down in Beverly Hills. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... The uh, limo pulls into this, you know, big circular drive, mm-hmm. and um, you know, you step out, and it's like this classic mm-hmm. Beverly Hills mansion mm-hmm. kind of, <clears throat> you know, Alhambra, 
mission style, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, Moorish mm-hmm. arches and, yeah. you know, a little balcony over the front entrance mm-hmm. and the whole thing, you know, perfectly manicured hedges. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure you see a peacock out there in the yeah. darkness. Ah, yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, Catherine Dubois and one of the, one of the guys, the guy you rode with, um, mm-hmm. kind of flank you. And, uh, as you walk into this mansion and, wow. um, who lives here? Are you thinking that or asking? I'm that? thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. So you walk it into this, be this one guy. <laughs> well, you walk into this courtyard and there's, you know, a fountain with trickling mm-hmm. water mm-hmm. and the whole thing. And then you kind of hang a left and head down this covered atrium and then you go through a set of uh double doors uh glass like kind of french french door style doors into uh a large sort of study slash library you know um lots of lots of uh old leather bound books line the wall there's a smell of mahogany you know and and uh, old tobacco in mm-hmm. the air mm-hmm. you know um there's a, uh, a baby grand piano oh. in the corner, mm-hmm. you know, it's big, big space, mm-hmm. you know, a um, couple, uh, dark leather couches facing each other in the center, a mm-hmm. uh, fireplace that is empty, obviously mm-hmm. no fire going mm-hmm. and, um, and yeah, just some, you know, some atmospheric lighting, mm-hmm. you know, low watt bulbs providing a, uh, you know, a soft glow to mm-hmm. the room. Of course, with your new senses, mm-hmm. um, you know, everything looks pretty clear, crisp, mm-hmm. you know, the shadows aren't so dark, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and yeah, so, um, the, uh, the gentleman remains mm-hmm. and Catherine leaves and he's just kind of standing there with his, with his hands folded in front of him, mm-hmm. looking at you. Hello. <laughs> what, what, why have you brought me here? You don't say anything. I don't know what you want from me. Clock ticks in the background. Yeah. The doors open again. Catherine entering once more uh, with a... Uh, another uh, young woman uh-huh. looks to be about your age. Uh-huh. She's uh, kind of giggling, mm-hmm. you know, looks like she's been pulled out of a party basically, mm. you know, smell of uh, pot smoke is kind of clinging to her, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and Catherine says, here you go. And yeah. she kind of like gives a gentle push and the, and the girl sort of uh, traipses forward and sort of falls onto you, you know, sort of giggling. And All stuff. right, so I catch her. Yeah. Oh, like, uh, what? What is this? That is your uh, dinner. Just uh, don't drink the whole thing. It's very rude. What the? F- so she uh, nods to the guy. And the guy turns on his heel, and they both walk out. And the doors close. You hear the click of a lock. Oh shit. The girl who is, um, you know, maybe Hispanic, uh, she's got kind of ring, long dark hair and ringlets, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, 
wearing a party dress. Mm-hmm. You know, she's just laughing and she's like, Oh, oh, you're another one. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. And she like throws herself down on the on the couch and like kind of <laughs> bears her neck at you. Uh, uh, come on, uh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. What? What is it? What? Do it, man. Do it, do it, do it. Do what? Oh, I gotta feel it again. Come on. Doing what? Do you know what? what to do. What the hell, man? I don't know what to do. I don't know what you're talking Just, about. You know, get your fangs into me, man. Oh. So, I'll need another self-control roll. <laughs> this time, difficulty 10. Oh, shit. Okay, wait. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I've never done this, so I'm like... Yeah. But then I'm sure I'm overcome. Yeah. All right. That's what that's about. Yep. I fail both. All right. So... So basically, yes, you you feel <laughs> the, the feeling that I've never felt before. Yes, you you feel that mm-hmm. uh, the the beast taking over, mm-hmm. and and yeah, you're onto her, and um, you start drinking. But do I like? How do I stop? Ah, well, is that just a question? <laughs> so, uh, go ahead and roll a d10 and tell me what you get. Four. All right, good. <laughs> so you drain four blood points from her. So oh. go ahead and add four to your blood pool. Oh, good. And that's um, that's a lot of blood, that but it's not lot. enough to kill her. Okay. Okay. I'm sure she's like passed out. Right. So as you as you kind of regain your senses, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you see that she's passed out in a very, you know. Um, indecent you know pose basically her skirts like hiked up over her hips and, oh you know just it looks very bad very bad i, I kind of like smooth her in. well well hold on okay. you do have the guilt racked flaw i do so you think of barkley oh you know and this is horrible as i will mention that as you were drinking the blood you basically felt that same rush that you felt when mistress black was oh. doing you okay so it's as pleasurable on, on the other side, okay. you know, uh, but now that you're out of it, <laughs> you're going to have to make a conscience roll difficulty seven. Okay. Okay. Um, one, one. Good. Okay. It's a good roll to make. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you managed to sort of tamp down your your sense of uh, of guilt enough. All right, so um, so I knock on the door. Well, yeah, as, as, so so you you were smoothing her dress down mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So all right, so as you're kind of tending to her, the you hear a key in the lock, mm-hmm. and uh, Catherine Dubois is coming back in. Behind her is this guy he is wearing um these like kind of grandiloquent robes you know (laughs) (laughs) like it's it's just like a really fancy like almost edwardian style smoking jacket you know like uh crushed velvet Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you know like like uh embroidered buttonholes and like embroidery around the sleeve cuffs Mm -hmm. you know and then he's got this like you know, long hair, like down to his shoulder blades, basically, um, slightly receding at the temples, you know, but like sort of wavy, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, 
And then, yeah, like underneath his robes, he's just wearing this kind of um, casual lounge wear, but also very vintagey, you know. And uh, <clears throat> and Catherine sees the the woman lying there, and so she signals, and and two other you know two other guys equally good looking mm-hmm. with you know Armani suits and stuff come in and just sort of unceremoniously hoist her up by her armpits and drag her out. Mm-hmm. You know, she's still unconscious. Without even blinking an eye, you know, drag her past this guy as he's walking in. He doesn't even pay any attention. And he just uh, walks towards you mm-hmm. and says, I am Baron Louis Fortier. Hello. <laughs> Mrs. Uh, Miss Dubois informs me that you are the infamous Aaron Evans. You seen my show? <laughs> nice. <laughs> I do not watch television, but word has reached me that you were embraced on live TV. Oh, that's what that was. This is an egregious violation of the masquerade. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Likely you don't. He turns to uh, Catherine. I fear this is it. She's finally gone too far. We indulged indulged her, her theatricality, but this is too much. Who are you talking about? Karen Anatos. Karen. Mistress Black. Oh. She is a kindred, like you and I. I don't know what that is. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I don't. In the vulgar argot, a vampire. No! (laughs) (laughs) Do the uh, the zoom. The burb zoom, zoom, yeah. No! No, no, I was thinking of the one where you you pull away and you zoom in at the same time. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Whatever that's called. Okay, so I'm just like, whoa! I'm just gonna listen. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So he and he and uh, Catherine had this conversation, you know, talking about breach breach of the masquerade and um, how the Alice stores will be coming for her and so on and so forth, mm-hmm. you know. Um. So he finally uh, turns back to you and he says, "You were not." You do not enter into this willingly. Nevertheless, Karen Anatos is your sire. Therefore, I'm afraid the sins of the father, or the mother in this case, do reflect on those of the child. I am not in a position to order your extermination. However, you should know that most of the kindred in our community now know of you, and of what happened. You were in a most indelicate position. I'd be willing to extend some level of protection to you in return for a bit of work. What would that be? <clears throat> Chiefly, we need someone on the inside. Karen Anatos cannot be suffered to continue in her indiscretions for much longer. However, she is well protected 
As far as we know, she is ignorant of the larger kindred community. I don't believe she knows exactly how much danger she has put herself into. This could work to our advantage. The Alastors will no doubt be coming for her soon. I want someone on site, as it were. I want someone reporting to me and letting me know what's going on. I want you to be that someone. Okay. How do I how do you suggest I infiltrate her her inner circle? She knows you, obviously. Yeah. Show up at her door. True, but I don't know what she'd want to do with me. Well, that's sort of your job to figure that out. If you fail me, I will withdraw my protection. All right, I'll try. Very good. Well then, that's business completed. Can I uh, interest you in staying around at all? I just don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. By the way, mm. after uh, feeding on that uh, young woman, you're feeling a little, a little bit like you smoked a joint yourself. Mm-hmm. So you're feeling a little lightheaded. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. a little under the influence. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, just letting you know. All right. I don't know what. I don't know where I should be going. I don't know what the rules are. Don't worry about the rules. Just ingratiate yourself with Karen Anatos. And once she's out of the way, we'll let you know what's going on. You have as much as you need to know right now. All right. Um, I'll be in touch. Very well. He uh, reaches in his robe, pulls out a business card, mm-hmm. hands it to you. All right. You know, it's just got his name, mm-hmm. phone number. You know. Okay. Good night. <laughs> so one of the uh, one of the suited guys, you know. Mm-hmm. As you're walking out, you you, you do kind of realize like <clears throat> you were sensing this connection to Catherine and mm-hmm. to Louis. You know, mm-hmm. like they're you could tell. You know, like he used that term kindred, and you kind of understand why mm-hmm. you felt like a kindred spirit. Mm-hmm. These guys in suits, you don't feel that. Mm-hmm. You know, but with uh, with those two, mm-hmm. you did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You can tell these these guys in the suits aren't aren't you? Mm-hmm. They aren't one of yours. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Back to Sizzler. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so basically, um, <laughs> the the limo is still out there, and, mm-hmm. and the guy will give you a ride back to to Sizzler. Okay, <laughs> got my van. Uh huh. All right, so uh, so you dropped off in the Sizzler parking lot. The uh, the limo pulls out, drives away, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> from uh, from under the eaves of the Sizzler. Uh, you see someone watching you. What is it? It's a coyote. Animal Ken. Can <laughs> yeah. I do my thing? Ah, yes, you can. All right. So it's manipulation plus animal Ken. Two, four. Okay. What do I roll it at? Like, uh, in this case, we'll say difficulty four. One, two, three. 
Great. All right. So, uh, so you lock eyes with this coyote, mm-hmm. and you suddenly have a memory. Um, you have this. You have this memory. It's it's sort of shocking at first because mm-hmm. it's like your your own POV, mm-hmm. and you're in that alleyway again, mm-hmm. and you've got Barkley in your hands, mm-hmm. and you're lowering him from your mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, as you've sucked the last bit of blood out of his system. Mm-hmm. And you see the coyote um, watching you. You know, he was he was here in the alley just rooting through trash. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's just been watching you this whole time. And you have this memory of locking eyes with him mm-hmm. that time as well. And he lopes over to you. And you have this, you know, just instinctual thought mm-hmm. to take your thumb. And your thumb, like, grows this little sharp nail Mm. and you press it into your forearm Mm -hmm. and blood begins to flow out and you let the coyote lick the blood Mm. and then you lick the wound yourself and it closes back up. Oh. Uh huh. That's weird. (laughs) That's some weird shit. (laughs) And so you realize you have formed this blood bond with this coyote and that he is basically your retainer. Hmm. So that's why you have a dot and retainer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Can I pet it? Absolutely. I'm going to tap it on the head. Mm-hmm. Bong, bong. <laughs> He's just kind of looking up at you somewhat slavishly. All right. Just stay out of trouble, buddy. <laughs> and I leave. <laughs> All right. He follows you. He's following the van. He's coming with you. I mean, he's... I can't have a coyote in my house or my crappy little apartment. I gotta earn a living. How am I gonna earn a living? It's such a promising career. Oh man, it was just taking off. Damn it. Alright, so I'm gonna head back to. Don't follow me right now. Just do your thing tonight, and I'll see you later. All right, so he sits back on his haunches. Okay, yeah. I'm going to leave. All right. All right, so, uh, so yeah, you get back to your apartment. Mm-hmm. Is it still locked? No. Well, I mean, it's okay. locked, but it's not chained. chained. No. So it's, it's like after midnight at this mm-hmm. point. I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't go out in the sun, but I can eat garlic. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get in with Karen. Does do I have any information about Karen, like how I can reach her? Uh, not to hand. Mm. Yeah. I just have to go. Where does she shoot at KTLA? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to go and check that out. But I have to get a job with her because she probably works at night. Okay, so does she shoot every night? I'm gonna know. go down. I'm gonna go down to KTLA. Okay. All right, so uh, so you know Derek's there when oh, you get shit. back. And, Dude. Uh, so, what's the next move, bro? I'm a vampire. What the hell? <laughs> oh my god. Dude, I thought it was crazy that my roommate was on Angel Dust, but now I've got a roommate who's a vampire. That's far more interesting. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, no, I don't know, dude. I'm just trying to figure shit out. 
But if you're willing to to be, dude, I'll totally party with you. Well, no problem. See. I don't. I don't know. I don't want you to get in any trouble. I don't want to accidentally eat you or something. <laughs> hey, hey, that's all right. It's all right. I got this. And he like holds up this little crucifix that's hanging around. That, that doesn't do anything. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll just promise promise not to like drain my blood or some shit. No, I'll, I, I don't want to have to put a stake through your heart. You know what I mean? I don't even know if that would work. I'm not. I'm not tempted to find out. <laughs> well, when I find out what works to kill us, I'll let you know. All right. All right. <laughs> Truce in the meantime, right? Truce. Yeah, definitely. We still got to find a better apartment. Yeah, no doubt. Somewhere sucks. nice and underground, eh? <laughs> Wow, I gotta have, a, I gotta get a beer, man. All right, he goes true. to the mini fridge, you know, pops a beer. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> Just don't tell anybody. No, well, are you no one will believe me? you, though. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I'll write a tell-all one of these days. Sure. <laughs> I gotta go. I'll be back. Well, where are you going? I gotta find Karen. Oh, Mistress Black. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, buy a condios, bro. <laughs> all right so um very good so you head out Mm -hmm. drive down to hollywood yeah sunset ktla studios And uh, and if anyone doesn't believe that there's a KTLA, there absolutely is. Absolutely, it's like the oldest. It's one of the oldest stations in Los Angeles in the country, I think. Yeah, they started so, in like 1947 or right, something. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it is an actual television station in Southern California. And at the time, the main news anchor Hal Fishman. Hal Fishman, baby. <laughs> <All> right. Anyways, <laughs> so. Um, all right, so yeah, you, you pull in, you know, there's a a booth with a guard and a little guardrail, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so, you know, he he just comes over with the clipboard, you know. I'm here to see Karen Antonos. Anatos. Anatos. <laughs> oh. Here to see Karen Antonisi. <laughs> no, look over. Fuck. Fuck. All right, so, uh, you know, your name? Aaron Evans. Flips a couple pages. Uh, you're not on the roll call for tonight, Mr. She's, Evans. She's expecting me. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to have to call. Please do. Call over to this. Okay. Yeah. It must have been a mistake. All right. So he goes back in the booth. Gets on the phone. You know, five minutes of conversation. Comes back out. All right. Yeah. She uh, she says, uh, says, come on back. She's, uh, she's on um, 3B okay. tonight. Thank you. Yep. Pull in, go. Drive through the lot, you know. I don't, I don't know if they have a lot, but we're just going to say they do. In the world of darkness, KTLA has a lot. <laughs> um, so you pull up outside, you know, uh, stage three B. Um, sure enough, there's a little placard, you know, Mistress Black's uh, Night at the Movies, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, you head on in. There's the light is not lit up, so you head on in. And, you know, there's just a bunch of people kind of milling around, mm-hmm. uh, you know, does anyone see me? Well, as you, as you come in, a few heads turn, yeah. you know, um, you see that the, it's a smaller 
soundstage and the one you were in before mm-hmm. there's no audience area right. you know it's just like basically just a little set some cameras mm-hmm. like a two camera setup but it's like the same set it's like the fainting mm-hmm. couch and the black velvet curtains do i feel like traumatized like oh shit well, i don't know yeah maybe. i'm thinking i do yeah. like holy crap yeah yeah this is how it all started i can't believe this yeah anyway i shake my head <laughs> yeah yeah um, and so, and then you see her. Oh, there she is. Yeah. And she's, you know, talking with that guy again. Who's that fucker? And you get that sense like, okay, she's, she's a kindred. But not that He's guy. He's not. Yeah. Who's that asshole? <laughs> I know you asshole. I know you asshole. So I see her. So she looks over at you. Eyes lock. Mm-hmm. And she kind of glides over towards you. <laughs> you know. She comes up to you and she says, oh. Oh, Aaron. Uh, you know, she's like kind of like stroking your cheek, you know. Just uh, like, but this. her hand doesn't feel weird anymore, I bet. No, it doesn't. Yeah. She says, I'm so, I'm so, so glad that you came to see me. I'm sorry about the other night. I, I was hungry and I lost control. That's never happened to me before. Are you okay? What's... You seem a little different. I'm not okay. <laughs> um, I'm just like you now. You're kidding. No, I'm not. You're not aware of what you did? Well, I know that my blood can give life. Carl over there, he's been my manager for 60 years. Carl looks like he's in his (laughs) mid-thirties But I didn't know I could make Another vampire Well, you did And that's Well, this is most exciting Well, I'm going to have to do more of that (laughs) We were just wrapping up here Would you like to uh, Come back to my place? Of course Excellent Let me just uh, tend to a few other things Just wait here Wait here Okay don't move a muscle. <laughs> <laughs> so she glides off again. My God. <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> All right. She, she moves with this kind of like hmm. easy animalistic grace, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so due course comes back. Mm-hmm. All right. We're all set. My car is outside. Come, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I follow. All right. So uh, it's another limo. Mm-hmm. You know, you get in, Carl's driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, you head out. So she, on the way, she's kind of like asking you about, you know, your life, who you are, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. You know, basically becomes obvious that, you know, she just found you attractive and she ran into you the other night and... You know, just kind of wanted to have a bit of fun with you. So, oops. <laughs> How do you manage to work? Oh, I I do all right. I I have a job, and now I can't go to it. Oh, day shoots. Yeah. Well, you could come work on my show. But I had a really good gig. <laughs> Some. 
some uh, compromises need to be made. It's true. I, you know, I, I had my own burgeoning film career when, when it happened to me. And, well, you know, I, I have managed to maintain a career of sorts. You know, do you, do you remember Ophelia Vine? Do I? Yes. Of course. That was me. Really? You remember vaguely this sort of red-headed actress who was in a few mm-hmm. big budget pictures back in the 60s, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, yes. You know, every 20 years or so, I retire from the industry and then wait about 10 or 15 years, an obituary appears in the papers, change a hair color, mm-hmm. dress a little differently. You know, it's not that difficult. Yeah, but I want to work during the day. Well, I'm afraid that's out of the question. I can't, like, take over some job that you're doing. I mean, you have carved out a little niche for yourself, but I don't think it's going to be that easy for me. You'd be surprised. I'll take you under my wing. I'll show you how I do it. You can carve out whatever niche you like. Hmm. You and me, kid. All the way. Hmm. I'm so happy. I do get a bit lonely up in the hills, you know. I mean, I've got Carl, and I've got my admirers, my fan club, but, uh, you know, I thought I was the only one of my kind, so it's wonderful. Are you serious? It's wonderful to have another one with me here. Well, yes. I mean, I suppose there must be others. Certainly the one who... Yeah, who who made you? Well, the year was 1928. (laughs) Filming a yes. little movie in Germany. Mm-hmm. My name was Lily Thorne back then. And um, we were filming out in the woods. Carl was my director. Mm. And, uh, well, I um, I took a bad spill. Um, the crew was uh, elsewhere. And I most likely would have bled to death there on the forest floor, but... This strange woman came up out of the stream in the the dim half-light of those woods. She emerged just straight out of the water, her long flaxen hair covering her otherwise nude body. And she took me in her arms, and she felt as cold as the grave. But then I felt the most wonderful sensation as she leaned in and pierced my neck with her fangs. And, well, the next thing I knew, I felt fine again, and I sort of found the crew and retired to my, to my tent and was rather confused, I suppose. Scared. Frightfully alone. So I took Carl into my confidence, and fortunately he, he uh, helped me. And uh, together we were able to finish the production, uh, mostly confining ourselves to uh, sound stages and night shoots and that sort of thing. And, um, well, we've been together ever since. And as I say, I give Carl a bit of my blood and it keeps him young. But he, uh, he's still a mortal man, as far as I can tell. Um, and I've, I've done the same for, uh, for a few other uh, admirers over the, over the years, and they serve me very faithfully. But, um, but as I say, I, I, I really just 
only knew about that strange woman out in the woods, the Black Forest of Germany. Well, what you did on television, I mean, it looked real, I think. I don't know. I mean... Well, it was real. It was real. As I say, I... (laughs) I don't know. I guess I just wanted to have a bit of fun, and I thought, well, what if I... What if I drain somebody on live TV? That would be that would be a bit of a laugh, you know. Kind of tease the viewing audience. You know? No, no special effects, right? But everyone would think they were. But I, I neglected to feed before we headed out for the special, so I got a little overexcited. It, it happens. You'll find it happens. Accidental deaths they they occur. You just need to. Accept it and move on. But I don't know. I I panicked because I was on television. I didn't want you to die. So I just opened up a vein in my arm and let you drink the blood. And it seemed to work. Same as I do with Carl all the time. But um, apparently draining your blood first uh, is, the, is the key. It never occurred to me before. Oh. <laughs> Silly. 80 years. I mean, 60 years. <laughs> Jeez. 60 years. Never occurred to me. One of those things. You know how it is. So you've met no other beings like us? No. Are there any? I don't know. I just, I find it hard to believe that there'd just be two in like a chain of people that... Oh, there I, can't be that many. I mean, really. I don't know. I mean... We're mythical creatures, darling. True, but maybe we should find out if there's other people. If there's other I've tried from time to time, but I mean, what do, you, what do you do? You place an ad in the paper? No. 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 Well, no. but if you did, who would believe it? <laughs> exactly. I can tell you and I, we share, we share a special bond. Well, I don't know. I don't know anything about this. But I'm willing to spend time with you and learn about how you've managed. Wonderful. Wonderful. You know, this is just what I needed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy for you. Great. (laughs) Well, good. So I smile and I'm like, I'm just trying to be nice and civil. So you've been driving on the 101. Mm -hmm. And... um, you drive out back into the valley. Oh. Out uh, past Encino to Tarzana. Okay. And then uh, <clears throat> up, um, uh, actually up to uh, Calabasas. Oh. Yeah. So, um, you know, get, you get off. It's kind of wooded and. Right. And you drive up in, into uh, hills. hidden hills, actually. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, so you drive up into Hidden Hills and, uh, you know, up a private drive and you see pretty good sized mansion. Wow. This one, unlike Louis Fortier's, you know, sort of classic Beverly Hills style, mm-hmm. you know, Alhambra retreat. Mm-hmm. This one is much more modern. You know, it looks like it was probably built this decade actually, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a little garish, mm-hmm. you know, kind of. Faux California ranch style, mm-hmm. but like huge, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. two stories, you know, lots yeah. of gables, mm-hmm. you know, 
and you uh, drive into this big open motor court, mm-hmm. you know, with, with like a limestone pavement, you know, mm-hmm. and like this big uh, three car garage right in front of you and then a two car garage off to your left, mm-hmm. you know. So you step up, step out. Um, you know, Karen says, uh, Carl will take care of the car. I, I always like to go for a little dip uh, right after I finish uh, shooting an episode. Okay. Join me? Sure. Great. <laughs> so uh, she takes you through into a um, sort of foyer mm-hmm. uh, and then down a couple halls. Um, as you walk down the halls, there are portraits on the walls of her <laughs> in her various incarnations. So you recognize not just uh, Olivia Vine, mm-hmm. but also an uh, actress from the 40s named Rose Thorne. Mm-hmm. And then you see what must be Lily Thorne, because uh, there's like, you know, a picture of port- an oil painting of her in like what's clearly like 1920s mm-hmm. kind of, mm-hmm. you know, haircut and, and clothing. Uh, and so you come out um, um, into um, what looks like it's meant to be kind of like a breakfast room. It has these like big tall windows mm-hmm. and they're looking out over the, the backgrounds. But then there's this terrace that's off of the this room. And so mm-hmm. she takes you out through the door onto the terrace and there's a, um, a jacuzzi mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And so she uh, surmounts the steps to the jacuzzi, mm-hmm. uh, disrobing as she does so. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, fully nude, she steps oh. down into the oh jacuzzi Okay. and then, you know, sort of, you can hear her sloshing around and, mm-hmm. you know, you can just see her head and shoulders. She's like, come on in. It's great. <laughs> it's weird. Okay. <laughs> so I do. All right. I don't. Disrobing. I'm feeling like, I don't know, maybe I should take off all my clothes yeah. when in Rome. Uh, uh-huh. All right, I do. All right. <laughs> I think about it, and I'm like, all right. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> this is the least weird thing that's happened Exactly. Ah, but is it? Uh-oh. As you disrobe, stepping up the steps, the smell of blood is in your nose. You can smell it so clearly. And as you kind of come up level with the jacuzzi and you look down into it, you see that the whole thing is just filled with blood. Oh, that's making me sick. <laughs> or is it? Yes. Yes, it is. Well, it's like two battling demons. Uh-huh. It's like, on the one hand, you're having this immediate reaction. You're like, Whoa! But on the other hand, you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. You know, it's like, a, it's like I don't know. What would be a somewhat... Oh, it's like a hot tub filled with you know, slightly melty chocolate. I don't know. I mean, like, I'm trying to think of, like, a human equivalent, you know. It's hard. Yeah. (laughs) It's a hot tub filled with ice cream. No way. That's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I I will dip in. You dip in. All right. So you sink down into it, and, and, you know, as you're, you're, like, immersed in it, you're, like, the the, the sort of psychosomatic nausea abates, you know, because you're, like, just smelling this this blood, and it's Mm -hmm. almost overwhelming you. And, uh, and she's kind of on the other side, you know, like with her arms up mm-hmm. on the backs of the jacuzzi. And she's just kind of looking at you like, you know, isn't this just wonderful? What the hell? Like, where did this come from? Oh, well, you know, I have connections. It's really intense. This is actually horse blood. Oh. Yeah. Not good for drinking. 
good for soaking in, though. <laughs> what benefit do you get from soaking in this? I don't know. It's just a bit of a larf, I suppose. We're vampires, honey. What are we supposed to do? I don't know. <laughs> um. So at that point, um, you hear the uh, the distant uh, thwumping of uh, helicopter blades. Oh. Karen looks a little peeved. You know, she's like, you know, I bought a property way out here because nobody ever comes out here. Mm. There's more helicopters these days, don't you think? Yeah. Terribly, terribly annoying. Yeah, it's pretty annoying, I guess. Oh, look, it's coming over this way. Uh-oh. And so you look up, and you can see with your excellent night vision. Oh, uh, it's a LAPD helicopter. <gasps> and a spotlight turns on. No! And begins playing across the, the back end of the property and then coming up onto the terrace. No, 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 we got to get out of here. And so Karen's like, what in the world? Like, completely oblivious. <laughs> and at that point, you hear... <laughs> distantly from the front of the house, the sound of a battering ram busting open the front doors of the mansion and shouts, you know, LAPD, LAPD. Oh my God. And we'll just leave it off at that. No, it's the LAPD, no. (laughs) Yeah, it's the LAPD pre-Rodney King. Oh shit. Oh shit. (laughs) Oh man. Uh Uh-huh. Holy crap. Yep. Very good. Indeed. <laughs> All right. Hopefully. Mm-hmm.